What do you do when the bike won't start? You hotwire it. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Best Motorcycle Roads. I'm Tom. And I'm Todd. We have over 30 years of motorcycling experience and 15 years of planning and riding motorcycle trips. We're here to share what we've learned with you. Our goal at Best Motorcycle Roads is simple. Make your next motorcycle trip the best it can be. We'll dive into technology, planning, packing, the routes, other tips, and everything in between. From essential prep to unforgettable routes, routes, we've got you covered. Before we kickstart today's journey, we ask you to sign up for our BMR Rider Alerts. It's our way of keeping you in the loop with the latest rides, tips, and stories. We promise no spam, only essentials to enhance your motorcycle adventures. Join the BMR crew today. We'll put a link in the show notes. This segment is what we use to start off each episode and talk about motorcycle gear, reviews, and tips, and we call it the toolkit. This might be a literal segment name today, actually. We're talking about the toolkits, right? How do you build a toolkit for your bike? Um, how do you even figure out and know the essential tools that help? Um, you kind of have a must-have and a nice-to-have category, maybe. And that really kind of doesn't really matter how long the trip is. Um, we really kind of need to know what those must-haves are. And I guess, Todd, on my list of must-haves, I'd say some sort of multi-tool, uh, assortment of zip ties, and then either duck or electrical tape and a flashlight, I guess, for me. Um, yeah. The nice-to-have starts to get a little more bike-specific, I think. You're talking about wrenches, screwdrivers, pliers, some sort of a tire repair kit. Um, yeah, and then, I don't know. When I think about building the toolkit, I think about when I'm working on the bike here, really paying attention to the tools that I'm using or the, the literal wrench sizes that I'm using. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of the modern-day bikes have both wrenches and a lot of Allen, you know, Allen's... Um, bolts that it uses so you really got to pay attention i think um because that's kind of when you figure out what you what you need um yeah and i i've purchased a set of the cruise tools mm -hmm. and cruise tools you can buy a set specific to uh whether you know it's american size or you know the japanese bikes yep. um but those are great sets. They make them in, in different sizes, but uh, like you said, pay attention to what you're using when you're at home so that when you order a cruise tool set, you get the right one, the one that you know has everything you're going to need. <laughs> it's always amazing to me when you see the old old bikes, you know, it's always come with that tool kit, right? And it like ends up having like eight tools in it, you know, and you're like, and but like, I know the old Honda Goldwings, every, you could rebuild the entire bike with everything in that, in that yeah. tool kit. And I think things have changed changed a little bit, but uh, you just probably, I would think though, eight tools will get you almost everything that I'm comfortable doing while we're on the road. So yeah. there's a lot of uh, compact stuff out now, you know, as innovation and technology does. Um, there's some tools from Wera, Klein, Weha. They're great brands of quality tools. They're expensive. Um, and then, you know, I like to look at like Reddit tools, subreddits. And they'll talk about different options, and these are made by the same company that makes these and that's. Um, I don't know. I think you really just got to learn to see what you need, what you have, and what you're using. Um, as far as safety considerations, though, I think, you know, you got to say the normals, right? You get, like, everybody wants to work on their bike. That's good. Make sure you're in a safe location. 
Um, make sure it's stable before uh, using it. Mm -hmm. A lot of people, you know, you can pick up lifts at Harbor Freight. Once they're stable, it's really great to get those up mm -hmm. up in the air a little bit. Um, but yeah, you just got to use those safety things. Am I forgetting anything there? One other thing I would just mention is if you're riding in a group of, you know, four, five, six people. Yeah. Um, Make sure you're not like duplicating tool sets all over the place. Yeah. You know, just ask each other, what are you bringing? Uh, here's what I was thinking about bringing. And then you might be able to save some weight, leave a few things at home and, right. and save some space on your bike. If you don't need six people with 10 millimeter wrenches, <laughs> you know, or 10 millimeter sockets. Well, I do because I always lose the 10 millimeter. Right? But, you know, uh, yeah, try to try to talk with everybody in your group and find out who's bringing what. <laughs> yeah. Uh, RideWise is the section where we focus on planning and safety tips. Uh, so today we'll discuss uh, pre-trip maintenance, uh, kind of a list of things that yeah. uh, we do. And we've got, a, we've got some lists that we've made over the years and just kind of keep working on those. But really we want to start with uh, tire inspection because um, unfortunately that's gotten us several times on our trip where yeah. uh, you don't think about it. You look at your tire and think, well, it's got it still has tread left, but you're not thinking, well, wait a minute, I'm going on a 26, 2700 mile trip. And, you know, sometimes motorcycles, especially back tires, you know, right. will only go about 8,000. So, um, you know, take a real good look at those. Um, check for proper inflation. Um, check that, that tread wear or any signs of damage, if there's any, you know, cracks or splits or anything in the sidewalls. Um, and remember your tires are really the only thing that's contacting the road. So they really do need to be in excellent condition. Yeah. Um, check the fluids, go through and check your engine oil, your coolant, um, check your hydraulic fluids, check your brake fluids. You know, all the reservoirs should have lines that you can, um, you know, yeah. view, or they've got a dipstick that you can check on that. Uh, make sure your, your fluids are clean, you know, make sure they're not too dirty. Um, you know, just being real consistent about your, your fluid levels, you know, it's real vital to, uh, for, for your bike's performance and longevity. Um, your, your battery, we've had batteries, <laughs> you know, uh, go bad on trips as well. Uh, if it's five years old, just change it. Um, the battery is like 200 bucks. I sometimes, <laughs> and the same thing with tires. I mean, you, you want to take a trip, you want to have this fun. Like you'll spend a hundred bucks to have a great steak at some place, <laughs> right. but you know, we don't want to spend you know, two, 200 bucks for tires and same with the battery. I mean, I don't know. Like it's and the thing about it is when you're on trips with batteries is like, Oh yeah, it, it starts when I start it. But like what always happens is you stop, turn the bike off, leave the GPS running. You're trying to figure out, you know, you're yeah. tr it's three years ago. You're trying to sync the Senna 20 S for an hour. You know, this is on, that's on the GPS is on. You're running more things yeah. and you, and then pretty soon it won't start. Yeah. You know, like we've seen it happen before and it, it it's, it's okay. It's just a bummer. And, you know, older bikes, it wasn't that big of a deal. I remember push starting Mike once on his. Yeah. But, like, now it's it's 20 minutes just to find the battery. Uh, yeah. You got to take a side cover off, you know, this, yeah. that. So, yeah, batteries. Like, just why mess with them? Yeah, and that's, you know, that's another thing we didn't mention in uh, things to take with you. So, so right. the jumper cables. Yep. You know, motorcycle jumper cables are pretty thin. They're pretty small. And they they're, You know, they roll up and pack pretty tight, but make sure there's at least one set on your trip. Right. Make sure someone has those. Mm -hmm. um, you know, really walk around and check all the lights, uh, your headlights, your taillights, your brake lights, your indicators. Um, on uh, uh, Actually, twice while I've been traveling, I've had a headlight go out. Um, luckily, the first time I was, uh, you know, I was 
still in the daylight. Um, and we looked for a, a dealership. It was a Saturday morning. Um, got to the dealership just before they closed. So I got a, a headlight then. But, you know, just carry an extra headlight with you. You know, they're small. They're lightweight. They don't take up any room. Just pack one of those. Mm-hmm. Um, check your steering and your suspension. Uh, we've, we do have kind of a story about that. <laughs> uh, funny thing that happened. But, um, you know, when we start packing the bikes, we forget how much load we're actually putting on the bikes. And, you know, if you're riding two up... Um, and two ups know, worth of gear. And, and two ups worth of gear is the other thing. Uh, you know, check the, the weight rating on your motorcycles and, and really try not to go past that. You know, it has like a maximum load and that's for you, your passenger, your fuel, and all of your luggage. So really check that. Um, and... If you're, if you're like Tom and you buy a whole bunch of accessories the night before we go on a trip right. and start bolting all this, this stuff on and strapping it on, uh, get out and ride a little bit because what happens is as soon as you get out in that, you know, that highway speed, you know, the wind starts hitting everything, it starts rattling and, and all those new mirrors you just put on start falling off <laughs> and, and getting loose. So, uh, you know, make sure you, you have a chance to ride your bike yeah. if you've added some accessories to make sure they're on there real solid and, yeah. you know, you're not getting vibrations, you're not getting weird winds and, and things well, like and that. Driving for two hours on the interstate, yeah. you know, there's a lot of force on some of those pieces. So yeah. we've got a link, we've got a list that we've started for pre-trip inspection we've got that on bestmotorcycleroads.com we'll put a link in the show notes just something to check off and just make sure you think about all those things so yeah the next segment is what we call mile marker it's where we get to talk about the stories that kind of reiterate some of these things um yeah you said we've had several trips three trips where we had tire issues yeah it seems silly but the first time i took it was actually a solo run on the west side of iowa between um on the on the east side of Missouri River is something that's really cool. I don't I don't think you've been there yet, but it's Los Hills, um, and it's it's wild, man. Um, hills made so you think of the desert and how all the you know the sand dunes get made. It's the same thing except it's made with black dirt. So you're just riding along these roads, and it just looks like a cliff face, like a you know like the edge of a mountain, and it but it's dirt. Huh. It's the craziest thing. I would highly recommend if you're in the area to take it. Um, if you're heading east towards Omaha, you get to the Missouri River, head north, and uh, we'll throw a map on there. But it, it's pretty crazy. I mean, it, it's neat to see. But I was running all day. Um, I was parked at night. I stopped at a hotel to stay overnight. I was getting the last bag off the bike, and I looked at the tire, and sure as shooting, steel belt showing. Oh. So I'm I'm was a ways away. I ended up luckily I called my brother in law. He came over and picked me up. He happened to have an extra tire in his garage. <laughs> we changed it the next day and it was good. But you know, I don't know what I was thinking. I w- I wasn't thinking. I wasn't really paying attention. Um, I'm sure that it wasn't showing belt when I left. But it was a 400 mile day, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and it and it was, you know. So it it just kind of ruined the trip. I ended up. Having to get you know help and that's just that's just not fun. Yeah, you know, yeah. it ends a, ends a day not well, yeah. and it could end it really well if I wouldn't have noticed it right the next day. Yeah. So and and I remember just uh, a little more recently we were on a trip mm-hmm. and we were down in the Nashville area and and actually when before we left we we kind of noticed on one of our friend's bikes Mike that uh, his back tire was sketch it was a little sketch it was kind of at the end of its life it had you know kind of a bare spot you know and <laughs> we thought well you know mike are you sure no no it's 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 fine you know i've 
I, I haven't had it on there that long. But, right. You know, not again, back tires on motorcycles don't last that long. But, right. Um, you know, we got riding, um, riding down the Nashville area and all those great roads down there. And it was, you know, and then it started raining on us. So got out our rain gear and we're riding in rain. And pretty soon uh, we kind of pulled into this town and riding slow and there's puddles in the road. And, you know, one of the guys looked at Mike's tire. He says, I think Mike's back tire is low. And I looked, I thought, no, he's sitting in a puddle. You know, that's right. just the puddle making it look like that. Well, at the very next stop sign, we rode up next to him. And sure enough, his tire was nearly flat. So um, luckily we were close to a, a hotel parking lot, you know, and pulled in there. And um, again, it was on a, it was on a, maybe a Saturday. I, I can't remember what day uh-huh. it was, but you know, we had to start calling around for tires and you would think Nashville, right? Yeah. Big, big city, big city. We had a heck of a time trying to find a, a tire. I don't know if we ended up having to have one shipped in, but, um, it, it took us a whole nother day of downtime. You know, we didn't get to ride the next day because we were waiting for a, the tire to be changed. But the good, the good news was, uh, it rained that whole day. So we were, you know, inside, didn't have to ride and rain there that whole go. day, but, um, yeah, you know, kind of messed up the trip a little bit. And yeah. just one of those things that, you know, had we been a little more diligent, we could have just said, look, let's just change the tire before we go. And, right. You know, so we don't have trouble. Well, and then, you know, the thing that didn't happen, which was good, was, you know, accident, right? I mean, that will yeah. end the trip real quick. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I mean, some of the good things about Nashville, though, you guys ended up, didn't you hit an Airbnb? Was that... You kind of did a stay where you did Airbnb and like Cloverleaf. It was a VRBO. Okay, VRBO. Kind yeah, of yeah. the same thing, but uh, yeah, we use that as our our central uh, un- uh, you know place hub. to stay. We a hub and we unpacked our, all of our luggage, so that was nice. Lighted yeah. up the bikes, and then we just made big Cloverleaf rides out from Nashville every day, and uh, so that was great. So during that rain day, we were at least at our home hub, and <laughs> um, but it was nice. I mean, we went out to. Um, Tale of the Dragon, you know, yeah. and, and did some of that kind of stuff. So That's awesome. It was great. Other roads near Nashville, I know that uh, we've rode that on a different, well, rode into Nashville on that Natchez Trace Parkway. Oh, yeah. That's quite a road. Um, I don't know, unique, interesting thing about that is that is there's four national park roadways in the U.S., and that's one of them. Um, that one starts down in Mississippi, I think it ends in Nashville. Mm-hmm. That was an interesting road. Um, I'd like to do that again sometime mm-hmm. too. Um, yeah. But that one starts as like an, it's kind of one of the old American roadways. Um, I think it was traveled a lot, you know, over the years and it just kind of became one of those things. But, you know, I think that alone could be a, it's a 444 mile road, which isn't mm-hmm. super long. Mm-hmm. But I think there's just a lot of stuff to do, especially if you're the type of people that like activities along the way. I think there's quite a bit of things to stop and do on mm-hmm. that parkway. Um, I don't know if you remember anything specifically along that way. I just remember it being a, it was a tranquil road, I would say, um, like yeah. when we rode it. They don't allow commercial traffic, so it's only vehicles and bicycles. Yep. Um, so it's pretty quiet and calm, mm-hmm. um, but I don't know. It's it's quite a visual. It's it's good. It's got it is, good visuals. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I would definitely ride that again. Yeah, I would too. Yeah. Yep. Um, the last trip, the last trip we took actually was another freaking time we had a stupid tire problem. You know, and then this one was where I ended up borrowing a motorcycle from a friend. Borrowed Turk's bike, nice bike, KTM. We looked at the tire, and it was, it looked, 
like sometimes tires get this way. When you're right on the highway all the time, they start to square a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. But there was plenty of tread on both sides of the square and the square. So, you know, we checked the pressures. The pressures were good. It had actually uh, TPS sensors on the bike. So I was watching them the whole time. Boy, oh boy, we didn't, if we're not coming home on the last day and look at, and again, freaking steel belt showing on yeah. the on the tire. So, you know, it's one of those things where I would have bet a paycheck that that tire would not have done that. Mm -hmm. And the funny thing is, is you would think that it was when, if we were riding in hot, hot weather, well, heck, we rode the rain yeah. part of that. So, yeah. I don't know. I know when he went to get that tire changed, the guy's like, somebody's been doing burnouts on your motorcycle. I'm like, <laughs> and he's like, not this guy. He wouldn't do it. But, you know, it's just one of those things where you just got to be careful, right? I mean, like, yeah. when you think it's going to be fine, just fix I, Again, it. you're putting 1,500, 1,600 miles on a right? trip. And that's that's a lot of miles. It's for, a lot of miles. You know, so. when you start talking about that kind of stuff. And the other thing I remember, too, is, uh, I think at that same stop, when you found that the tire, you know, that we had belts showing, oh, yeah. um, we noticed that the, uh, the kickstand was, was vibrating off. Like the bolts had yeah. come apart and it was like dangling it. You couldn't set the bike up on the, well, that's on the side stand at that point. So, uh, we didn't have the size wrench we needed. So we used a bunch of zip ties, I Just, think. Yeah. Zip tied it up. And so zip tied it up. Yeah. Yeah. Then so, it had no, yeah. So they didn't have the, any way for it to, then you had to lean it against things yeah, after great. that. But, um, yeah, just really keep watching your bike as you go. You know, every time you stop, just take another quick look around. Yeah, you know, for that's a great point. I yeah. mean, um, you know, and then one other thing that I remember that wasn't a tire problem is we stopped for lunch one day. I It was a V-Strom. I was riding a V-Strom and fun bike. We got back on to get up and I, it wouldn't, I couldn't start it. it the starter oh, wouldn't yeah. engage. And uh, what ended up happening that time was the... The clutch switch actually went out, which is a little tiny, you know, a little three, mm -hmm. probably $10 switch. And what we ended up having to do is like, um, basically, it's technically not hot wire. And we just wired through that switch. So it, it just would start no matter if you're in gear or not, which yeah. you just had to be careful of. But, um, but yeah, just another one of those times when we just had to have a few tools. We kind of, you know, had some tape, had some wire. We ended up bypassing the switch and, and everything was fine. Um, as long as we were safe with it, but man, sometimes you just never know what's yeah. going to happen, you know, and, and it's a little bit of kind of knowing your bike a little bit. Otherwise, what are you going to do? I mean, you're just stranded. It's, it's not going to start without that switch working properly. So, yeah. 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 You just made me think of one more thing I need to <laughs> add in here. Um, I remember you, you had added some, I think a mud flap or something <laughs> to your front fender on, yeah. on your motorcycle. A fender extender. A fender extender. <laughs> And we got to riding on the very first day. Um, we were, you know, kind of on a four lane was what I remember, you know, just to get the trip started. And then we were going to get off onto some two lanes. But uh, you were behind us and we had the helmet communicators, right. good thing. And we we're coming up to an off ramp. And, you know, the guy in the front said, you know, here's our off ramp. So we all, you know, head off the off ramp. <laughs> and all of a sudden we hear Tom going, I can't turn. I'm going straight. I'm going straight. I can't turn my steering wheel or my handlebars. And we're like, what? Are you kidding? And uh, pretty soon we looked back and Tom wasn't with us. So we all, you know, as quick as we could, found a turnaround on the right. highway and went back. And sure enough, got up. And instead of being able to take the the, uh, the exit ramp or go, it was almost like a Y, yep. you know. Uh, you had to go straight and then you just came to a stop. And sure enough, your handlebars were locked 
dead center. And it took us a little while to figure it out, but that fender extender that was down on the on your uh, front mm-hmm. tire had kind of folded back, folded back itself. somehow, and yep. got pinched against the radiator yep. or the scoop by the yep. radiator. And locked them together. Yeah. Um, and that was because probably you hadn't ridden it. You just put that stuff on and yeah. then went. <laughs> I don't recall exactly the details, but I just remember like loaded I had to something. cut it out of there. Like I cut it off. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I dealt with it later. But yeah, it's just one of those things where <laughs> that was bad. And then, you know, not having any tools. If we had any tools, I, I don't know like how you'd have got that out of there. But yeah, well, it's, yeah. A, it's a good thing that you stopped <laughs> when you did because you were like right in the intersection where it yep. splits you went straight ahead and stopped. No choice. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Funny. Yeah. Uh, so this podcast can be found on bestmotorcycleroads.com forward slash podcast. All the information you need will be there, but you can subscribe on Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple, Pocket Casts, and YouTube. Um, roadside Q&A in this segment, uh, we'll be looking to answer your questions, take any suggestions you have for topics, and then we'll provide our insights and advice based on our years of uh, planning trips and our riding experiences. Yeah, you can use the contact us form on Best Motorcycle Roads and submit those and we'll get them right into the queue. So the closing segment is let just kind of lets us reflect on the, the podcast. We call it the last mile. Um, you know, Todd, what do you, what do you got from yeah, today? I, I really think just um, when, when you're talking about tools, um, talk to each other, don't duplicate a bunch of tools, uh, decide who can bring which things, uh, you know, there's no need for that extra weight and, yeah. and that extra room on your bike. So I, that's a, kind of a big one for me. I agree. You know, me me having two issues with tires, I just say, hey, you know, like, just don't let that happen again. Like, be prepared, check your checklist, get tires ordered in advance, you know, get it handled prior to leaving. And honestly, these TPMS sensors, the tire pressure monitor sensors, I mean, they're your friend now. Um my opinion is many of the tire issues are caused by bad, the incorrect inflation rates, mm-hmm. especially like when you were talking about putting that load on there, all that stuff. You got to check your tires after you have all that stuff on there, not before. Yeah. You know, that's when you need to have that maximum pressure. Um, you know, that's what they're designed for. They can go up to that Good maximum point. pressure. Um, so, yeah. So, Good point. all right. Yeah. Next episode, we're going to do the first try of a route highlight, the tail of the dragon. Um, so yeah, if you like this episode, if it revved up your day, don't keep it to yourself, like subscribe and share it with your crew. We're all about the thrill of the ride and the bonds it creates. Keep the spirit of adventure alive. And remember bikes, friends, and endless roads. The stories ride forever. Take care.